Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill. People's eyes are gonna pop out of their damn skulls when they see this. Listen, you little bitch. You hang up on me again, I'll gut you like a fish. Finger licking good. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouth Mills, and today's guest is the one and only Peter Carr of the bands Inclination and Two Witnesses. Now, before we dive into this week's episode, I just want to remind you guys to go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and X for all updates on the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by signing up for the Patreon for only $2 a month. The link is in the description. Or you can support it the free way by just sharing it around or rating and subscribing wherever you're listening. Both are appreciated. Thank you guys so much again for listening, and let's get into this week's episode. All the horror stuff's opinion-based, and then really the only music question I have uh, to kick things off, and I'll go ahead and shoot it out to you, is, uh, you know, you play in both Inclination and Two Witnesses. Do you have anything, you know, coming up either, you know, at the end of 2023 or beginning of 2024 that you want to shout out with those guys? Yeah, I mean, nothing too, too big. Inclination's working on a couple of things for beginning of the year, trying to get out there a little bit. We're, you know, kind of a when, when we have the time sort of band. Yeah. Um, but nothing, nothing too, too big. Um, couple cool shows we can't announce quite yet. But we're definitely trying to find some things. We're, we're working with, with inclination, maybe doing some new music. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's been a little over a year since our record came out. So we're trying to get, uh, get some stuff together when Isaac gets home from his other tours. And then two witnesses has, uh, we're playing with Pain of Truth here in a couple of weeks. Some good, good buddies in that band. Exactly. I think it's actually the one that turned me on to you. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, just some, some things like that. It's, it's pretty low key. We're all, very much in the adult frame of life and unfortunately aren't touring all time and stuff like that. So what we can do is, is cool and take advantage. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, I know what you mean. And like you said, you guys, uh, both projects release, you know, relatively new music, you know, with the two witnesses back in March and then, you know, the other, uh, you know, inclination, like you said, just last year. So definitely, uh, could see if it takes a little bit more to get, you know, some music out and stuff, especially like you said, it's, you kind of do inclination when you get the time, but hell yeah. No, it was, yeah, for uh, sure. I ended up getting a lot of those New York dudes on the show. So like when I had him on, he was like, oh, shit, I know, you know, TJ from Koyo and a bunch of other people and stuff, too. Like Paul from uh, Ghostwatch Zine and stuff. So, but hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's actually the the when um, Inclination went out and we did a run with Reign of Salvation and Vicious Embrace, I don't know, three, four years ago. And that's when I met Zach and TJ really for the first time. Yeah. And the first thing we were talking about was like horror and just kind of weird movies and stuff like that that we're all into um zach like introduced me to the vinegar syndrome stuff and i started finding like a bunch of things that i i was into when i was a kid so um gosh when when like covid was going full force and we were all kind of just sitting around doing nothing all day he and i had like numerous phone calls where you sit around like all right man what are you watching what have you been doing with with movies what's what's been cool so it's oh, very yeah. uh he, he's very close to the close to the chest today he's a good guy oh yeah kind of get like a little community together to like uh buff each other's uh uh watch list up you know what i mean be like that's, can I add that that's it for sure. Makes it easier to get through the uh, the shitty stuff. You know, you, you end up watching less stinkers that way because you got the recommendation of people you could trust and stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I'm usually the one that's suggesting like really, really crappy things for people to watch. Unfortunately, uh, most of my friends just kind of look at me funny, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm the I'm same into, way. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm into. I'm into a. I don't know. I've very wide range of things for sure so there's there's some <laughs> there's some not so great ones out there Nah, same here there's stuff that it's just uh sometimes it's easy to find fun and shit that you know some people can't find fun and you know even if it's not good it's like there's something in it that just made it worth watching and an enjoyable experience you know what i mean so absolutely i, I honestly i'll be honest with you man like i think that's what got most of us into it like we watched a lot of the banger i mean at least in my age bracket like we watched a lot of the bangers in the 80s but that was that was kind of a time for the the really bad ones were just as good if not if not um better in some cases um i think you have a hard time like looking at something like sleepaway camp being like no this is like a fantastic film but it's kind of how bad it is it made me love it or basket case or some of those like really you know kind of those those ones that are so classic from the era but to call them you know on par with some of those high effects high money or at least bigger money color productions is is a bit optimistic but man they have a they have a pretty cool place um yeah. at least in what i'm into no doubt uh no doubt for sure sleepaway camp was one of those that you almost forget how like just bad it is just because of that twist at the end it's like oh shit that was such a shock that you forget that the dude literally had to say she's got a dick at the end just to make yeah straight up that was unfortunately one that was ruined for me i didn't find that until i was 
you know, into my twenties and it was one that was kind of ruined for me because, you know, you're just looking around on boards for lists of things oh, same uh, here. when streaming be when, yeah, when streaming became such a big thing and you started being able to find it or like early Netflix, when you could literally rent almost anything, like the wild things I was able to find on Netflix, just from discs, like things that you couldn't buy, even if you wanted to, but you could rent them there. Uh, so it was just scouring, looking for lists, and I'd get two discs at a time, and I was just ripping them and just having them on, you know, blank CDR, DVDR, whatever. Yeah. Um, I built a lot of crappy, like, basically boots of, of things, you know, back in that era, just to get to see and hold on to for years to come. It was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. No, I used to have one of those books just full of, like, like you, uh, you said, like, burned DVDs and stuff like that. A lot of times, uh, it started with my uncle was doing it, and then he, like, just showed me how to do it, so I was like, okay. And uh, so, like, most of my collection were ones I got from him. But towards the end, I got started doing a few of my own. But that was as it, like, started to die out, of course. But, no, that was... Uh... Yeah, well, and, it, and it's it's so cool now. I feel like I'm able... I actually have the ability um, to find and, you know, fortunately, some of the means to be able to, like, get some of these things um, yeah. and replace that that crappy disc and just have some of the things. Like, I don't... I, I almost feel like there's, there's... The resurgence of all of it coming around is bigger and bigger and, like, physical media... I think I think everything kind of ebbs and flows in society with stuff like that. Um, and physical media is coming around. I hope. Um, actually, yeah. I don't hope. So it's cheaper for me. But fundamentally, like, I like the idea that you know buddies and I can go to go to shops and just look for records and look for DVDs and look for you know we go to like half price books. My buddy Rich and I like uh, you know once or twice a month just to see like okay what ridiculous version of of this film I can find for four bucks because I need a third copy of it or something. I don't know. There's, yeah. there's probably something innate within us to want to do that, but I'll digest that another day. No, I feel you. I, uh, I was about to say I tweeted, but I guess it's X now or whatever the fuck it is. But I just X the yeah. other day the uh, fucking uh, fuck Best Buy and like tagged him in it. Nobody like responded to the tweet or nothing. I don't think anybody understood it, but they just announced that they're going to stop selling Blu-rays and stuff. And I'm like, that's really? going to like that just uh, stuff like that. Like uh, one of my favorite movies of recent years is Barbarian, and it, it still doesn't yeah. have a physical media release. And I feel like comp- big companies like Best Buy saying we're not going to sell Blu-rays just makes that company have more justification of being like, well, now we're not going to give you a Blu-ray release because yeah. we just lost a big conglomerate in selling them. So, but exactly, one hundred percent. And I mean, they've they've toned it down so much. I was in a Best Buy the other day for something. I don't remember what I went for, but um, it's not like it was when we were kids, man. I mean, I used yeah. to go in there and you had just thousands and thousands of CDs. You go try to find your band or your buddy's band, and like it was so cool and. You know, you could really like flip through and find things. There's so few in there anymore. I kind of get it, but it just, it doesn't remind me of like the media play style store that they used to be, where it was so much about that. And they got, you know, electric bikes and, excuse me, computers and uh, wall mounts for TVs. That's what I went for. Like stuff like that. It's not the same. Um, yeah. Doesn't feel the same, anyways, but you're, you're right. And the, the barbarian thing, man, I feel bad about it, but, you know, I'm streaming and I'm doing all that. And, I want physicals of all of them. So like you inevitably kind of get pushed to some of these online boot retailers because there's no way you're going to have a copy of the latest Hellraiser. Like you're never going to have that on disc yeah. legit. And if they do, I'll absolutely buy it. But like I bought a boot of it just so I could have it. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for supporting those people. And I absolutely will when that time comes and all those subscriptions fees keep coming out of my draft, out of my bank draft every month. But yeah. um, I want to have it too. So I think, I think the idea of what you're bringing up that that's kind of, not pushing people to do that's kind of a bummer yeah no i agree there's a, a couple uh hellraiser and prey both on hulu or two that which i think prey they announced might be getting one which that's also what's weird and funky with that stuff is like half of them get releases and some of them don't and right you know, same with a lot of the netflix stuff like uh I, I think hush is another one on netflix like that slasher hush i really like that one and it never got a blu-ray release if i'm not mistaken or if it did it was like a real poor like just throw it out on you know with no special features exactly. and stuff but but no, I need like, I'm, even, I'm okay with that, man. I, I, I bought, I bought so many of the special editions of things and all that. And realistically, I never get to it. I wish I had the time. If I had the time to watch them, yeah. uh, you know, watch four or five movies a week, I'm over the moon. Right. <laughs> no, I agree all the extra. Sure. I wish. Now, and even other companies like Walmart and Target are kind of like, you know, taking their, uh, like shrinking their stuff down. But at least like, for instance, when I go into Walmart, they still have Shout Factory uh, for sale on Vestron video, like, uh, you know, cause they're starting to do stuff again. Uh, so at least they are selling some of those boutique labels to where it's like to completely take it out completely. Like at least if Best Buy was like, Hey, we're going to shrink it and just sell, you know, what sells then that would be something, but to take it out completely, I was like, Oh, fuck this dude's <laughs> Yeah. It kind of sucks. Walmart is like shockingly good at a lot of this sort of stuff. 
Yeah. Um, there, you know, I used to, I used to go to Best Buy every year, right around uh, October 1st and they'd have everything on sale, super cheap. You just load up with everything, put it Walmart's like the only one that still does that. And they get their special cover editions and, yeah. you know, it's a lot of the standards. So there's not necessarily anything I'm needing to pick up for the eighth time, but it's still pretty cool that they, they at least have stayed somewhat committed to that. So we'll see how long it rides. Yeah. I don't know if you can see it. I like just picked up this, the mist this year and it oh, was like a, it's got like this cover you know it's like a slip cover that's exclusive because yeah. when you pull it out it's just a basic it's so a, it's like it's the normal one they they <laughs> they sent back all the stuff that's been sitting on shelves through slip covers on them and resold in the same people but i mean <laughs> so be it like if it's getting it out there and it's keeping it going i think that's a cool thing yeah and they didn't jump the price like it was only 10 bucks so i'm like 10 bucks for the blu-ray right. it, it is the collector's edition so it has the black and white version of the mist which is the reason i bought it oh very cool yeah i wanted to have be able to watch it in black and white and stuff without having to just color grade my tv because it doesn't do right. the same thing it and never stuff. looks the same yeah yeah but uh so but that was just cool like i'm with you it's like those even those little slope covers it's like i don't i'm not a slip cover collector because most of the time they're just the same as the you know the uh other artwork but when it's something like that that looks unique and different i usually keep them up there and stuff like that so but um, but uh, you kind of mentioned yeah. uh briefly, you know, you mentioned the '80s and stuff like that. My first question, I you know, usually like to ask all my guests is, what was your relationship with horror movies growing up? And you know, did it change at all as you got older, or were you kind of always a fan of them? Oh man, it's been it's been big forever. Um, oh. I, I feel like very fortunate to have kind of grown up in that era where um people got their hands on like literal buckets of blood and said let's just see what we can do with this with our our initial home cameras and yeah. all that stuff i mean the 70s the 70s obviously has like incredible incredible pieces but um i think it was like the era of like late 70s early 80s mid 80s where you know and i was a little i was maybe i'm like more late 80s early 90s if i'm being honest but i still felt i got that opportunity to like go to the go to the video store with my parents they'd be like all right you can pick a movie as long as you leave us alone while we do our thing uh, pick something as long as it doesn't look too terrible we'll kind of let it happen yeah um and dear lord i'm still trying to figure out why some of those things were allowed to come into my home <laughs> um like at that age but um i don't know man like i have i have a very vivid memory of my parents rented aliens okay. um and like let me watch it with them when i was i don't know five or six and it, like flipped me out to no end um, and my mom will tell the story about how like we used to be at the the block or the red giraffe or whatever it was and I like stand in front of the movie and anybody that walked by I was like don't watch this movie it's way too scary or something like that <laughs> so of course I've been obsessed with the entire alien franchise for the rest of my life oh yeah but it was it was a lot of that and I think it's, it's similar to a lot of people I know that just would go and you just grab something and like you have no idea what they are you're going entirely off cover art yeah. um and even the stinkers, it was like, yeah, but this is what I have for this weekend. Like, I'm not getting another rental. We're not going back for Saturday night. Like, this is what I've got. I'm going to watch it, you know, once or twice. And um, I watched some incredible films that way. I mean, I got to see The Thing and I got to see, um, you know, the original Alien. I remember when Alien 3 came out, my parents like brought that home and they're like, all right, can you do this? And let's go let's do this. And, you know, when like Shocking Asia showed up on the storm and for some reason that came home with me, it was yeah. like 11 or something, which is you know a, a totally different realm of stuff but like not maybe traditional horror but kind of live in that subversive kind of category yeah. um and i just started checking the list man i got fr you know because they were all on like the later um the later sequels by the time i was kind of old enough to really recognize what was going on yeah, um so i'm trying to get the originals i'm like i don't need to see you know nightmare on elm street five i'd really like to see the first one um so i watched that and i you know the the, the friday the 13th like literally all the ones you got posters up behind you um, and you know, when I was like an early teen, like scream started coming out, like, let's go see scream and scream holds up incredibly well, at least yeah. the first couple of them. Um, although I really do like the new ones. I thought the new one that came out this year was actually fun. Yeah. Um, we don't have to think too, too hard about them at this point. I don't think, um, but I, I mean, I really enjoy that sort of stuff. So, um, between that and then like USA up all night and the other, you know, weird cable TV shows that at 11 o'clock started showing stuff, they probably wouldn't the rest of the time. And like, I, I'm sure I saw like edited versions of them, but it was such a cool way to just kind of digest some of that stuff yeah. um, without having to to find it on my own. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. No, and that's the good thing about shows like that and stuff is it's a good way for, uh, you know, younger kids to watch it without the parents being worried about having to be in the room to cover their eyes for boobies and stuff like that. Cause, yeah, exactly. Or like them being too traumatized because they're not going to let it go. But so far on TV, you know, but uh, but like you right. said, it doesn't matter when your mom lets you just rent whatever. So my mom was kind of the same way it was, but she would cover my eyes for boobies and then if something scared the shit out of me she's like well you're not watching that again for a while so yeah for sure but but i, I don't know man like I, I love that element of you know 
getting into things you probably shouldn't as a kid like that. It's all relatively safe because at least what, what I was seeing at that point for the most part was relatively safe. Like, you know, it's not real. Like, you know, a demon with, you know, nails in his head's not actually going to come. Why hope is not actually going to come and like take you Mm -hmm. away. Like you can figure that out at some point, but I don't know. I love that feeling of, of that adrenaline rush of being scared and, and sort of stuff like that's kind of ruined. I'm sure you're in a similar boat now or like it scared. Isn't really the word to evaluate horror movies anymore. Yeah. Um, I have friends at work. They'll ask me like, what's the scariest thing you've seen? Cause they know I try to watch like a ton of them during October, just as, like a repetitive thing. And like, honestly, I, I haven't seen anything that's gotten me too, too bad in a long time. Just I've watched so many of them. I love it, but I still love the, the world building. And I still love the feeling and the tension and all that. Like it's, it's awesome. Yeah, no, it's a, uh... I'm with you. There's a few things that actually scare me. There's a lot of things that just make me feel like unsettled or kind of like unnerved. And that's almost like what I look for more in horror nowadays is sure. uh, the stuff that's going to make me just like leave the theater, like a little bit like uh, shocked, not in the, it doesn't always have to be gore. It could just be like, in the like uh storytelling, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. But uh, it, it, I'm with you. It's like the way it changes. Like when I was a kid, Chucky scared the living shit out of me. But now as an adult, I think it's like, sure. it's, it's probably one of my least favorites just because there's no scares in it. But I mean, I still enjoy the, the humor of it, but, I watch uh, like I'd rather watch Bride of Chucky because I'm watching it for the humor. I'm not trying to watch the scare of like child's play. But like nowadays, if I watch like the other day, I threw on the strangers just to throw it on again. And there's a scene where she's you've seen the strangers, of course, I'm sure. You know what? I actually haven't. I watched them um, before I had seen the strangers and they were like, oh, yeah, it's basically the same thing. But now it's in English. So I've I've just never put it on because the home invasion thing is. Maybe that one is maybe maybe I'm too scared of that because it's way too like oh yeah this could absolutely happen and there's literally nothing you can do about it. Uh, but I'm very, I'm super familiar with it for sure. Yeah, that's what uh, which is funny. I actually never even heard of them until like uh, a couple months ago. I was listening to a podcast and they mentioned them and I was like, holy, sh- I didn't know it was based on something. So I've been trying yeah. to seek out them. So I, I think I'm gonna try to watch uh, them re- uh, in the near future myself. But uh, I can't compare them, but it's good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, just, I mean, just saying as good as good enough for me, but, uh, they, uh, which that's what they were saying pretty much is that it was like, if you watch the strangers, it's like, you might as well just watch them type thing. But, uh, the scene where she's in the kitchen and you kind of just see him walking in the background and stand behind her and she doesn't like pops out and pops. Yeah. Yeah. That shit. Right. It made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. And I've seen the movie several times. Actually, that was the first movie I ever saw in the movie theaters by myself, just because, uh, I was like 15 when it came out and my parents didn't want to go see it, but they were all going to see like, don't mess with a Zohan or something really shitty like that. Yeah, there you go. And I was like, well, you buy me a ticket to that. I'll go. I was like, so, and yeah. uh, it didn't even scare me as much then, but now that I'm older and I've lived alone and stuff like that, I was like, I was like, just thinking of like that thought of being alone in your house and somebody being behind you and not knowing it is that's way scarier than like a possession or fucking uh, a demon yeah, or anything exactly. like that. So. No, the, the realism piece to it is is wild. And I, it's funny, like I've caught myself in those positions, just like uh, be walking around out, out in the world or something like that. And you realize like you've crept up on someone accidentally. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm a pretty big dude. And I try to be at least a little empathetic to like not wanting to like, especially find like women alone by themselves somewhere. And I like walk up down the street and they're just like there by themselves. Like I'm going to leave because I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable like i've seen this movie i don't want to do this to anybody yeah. um it's just it's weird um but yeah like that movies like that and other things there like any like the prowler stuff or maniac or where you're like literally watching dudes like creep always dudes for the most part um yeah. as would be in the genre of course but like it's so um those those are more impactful for me at this point i think and like you said just getting older um and i've got a daughter and there's just a point of it where i'm like yeah this this feels a lot different um, just because the realism of it, the the scary ones and ghosts and stuff like that that got me. I still love them, but it's not the same feel. Yeah, it's almost like they need the jump scares to get you to get. Well, not everybody. Of course, like some people get really scared and are religious. So they like buy into that stuff uh, even harder. But uh, like uh, those films, it's like I almost need them to have jump scares in them. So that way I can have fun with the movie and like actually get scared throughout it or else it's just not going to happen the same way. You know what I mean? But. Uh, but hell yeah you mentioned the alien franchise being uh you know some of your favorites uh would you say that one of those is maybe your favorite of all time and if you want to shout out a few other like just movies that you would say are some yeah favorites? for sure um so yeah the original alien i think has got to be one of the greatest like horror movies of all time and, and definitely i think my favorite or second favorite sci-fi yeah. um, just i love the world building of it the jump scares the, the use of music the surprise is like it's just fantastic i i 
I understand people not thinking of it as a horror movie, I think, just because it leans so hard on the sci-fi side as well. But yeah. um, Suspiria, the original, uh, 77, 76, something like that. Yeah, um, the original one there, like just just insane film. Um, I rewatched that one every year, at least during October. Um, yeah. The color, of course, the color work is great, but just I love just the general weirdness of the whole thing. And the idea that it's set in a, in a ballet studio is such like a weird place to put something. Yeah. Um, so I thought that one really awesome uh you know the original evil dead was of course just like you know young kid finding that in the same thing we were talking about before you're in the with this possession but like you can't find help you're stuck it is what it's going to be that one's really cool i like the the original wicker man um oh. i think that's probably like a weird option but like anything and it's not it's not that like one dude dying is as scary as like anything else on most of these lists but I think they do such a good job in that film of you feeling lost, you feeling like you're out of place in the scenario, yeah. um, which is which is terrifying. The idea, like everybody's in on the joke, but you. Um, and Nick Nick Cage, I think when he did his version, has always felt that way. So it didn't necessarily translate or correlate the same way to me. But <laughs> I think the original one's incredible. Like Christopher Lee is so so haunting in that role. Um, the singing at the end and everything. I think it's another one everybody's seen it spoiled for them, but it's so worth it. And there's so many um, cool pieces. Like when, when Midsommar came out and I'm like, cool. So you're just doing that movie again. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a little more, it's Nordic, but the, the feel for me was so, so, so similar. Um, same thing. No, everybody's in on it, but you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I, I mean, I, I got a couple, couple in there. There's other ones that like, like, I got real into the the French like slasher horror stuff from like the mid two thousands e like the inside and the martyrs and frontiers and all those like those are yeah. high on my list you know but they're all good they're all there's great stuff everywhere yeah those are all like the th uh, last three you mentioned are definitely films that like I would say are some of the best and some of my favorites but it's like they're definitely lower on the rewatch because they're so like harsh watches and stuff like that uh, yeah they're pretty they're there's a lot there. There's, <laughs> there's um, rough. I've, I've gotten real into that though. Um, yeah. Just, I think as I've kind of kept trying to push the envelope, it's like a running joke with my friends, which terrible movies uh, is Peter watching this time. But like, I've gotten into some of the weird unearthed stuff and all that. So like, I've, I don't know, again, I don't want to analyze too much what that says about me, but like, <laughs> I've, I've, there, there's a lot of those things out there that I, I kind of have always looked to kind of push that envelope there. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's un, you know, unfortunately probably becoming more and more mainstream. But like as a kid, you always heard rumors of the guinea pig series and all that sort of stuff. So as an adult, you know, like, stuff. Yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. And, you know, then if you're, if you're on the Reddit horror forum at any point in time, like someone's going to bring up, you know, the same like six movies and, you know, the cannibal series or not series, but all the different, you know, Holocaust and Ferox and, and all those. And yeah. kind of having seen like the shocking Asia stuff, like all the faces of death and traces of death and like all those are just out there at this point. It's so readily available and they're not even like tipping the scales anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not fun stuff to talk about. It's not cool. I think it's more of like a completionism sort of thing for me. And I'm always trying to find as, as pretentious it sounds like I'm always trying to find something that's trying to tell me more. Yeah. Um, and I think you're like maybe one of 10 on those sorts of films that actually achieve that. But unfortunately I sit through the other nine, probably two going, well, there, that was that cool. Awesome. On to the next thing. But yeah. I don't know. They're not, like you said, they're not, they're not rewatchable. I don't think there's a ton um, inside probably says the most about like, it's just terrifying to do all this. Yeah. Um, Martyrs. I thought people that people that pull too much out of martyrs, I kind of giggle at for me. I think it's a great film, but I don't think it's that deep. I think it's just mental illness is wild and, it can look really obvious or it can look really sane and controlled, but you're doing wild things. You just act like you're in control. Yeah. Um, but no, that's just my take, I guess. No, I definitely uh, agree. And those are films that I probably would rewatch uh, more myself as well, but I'm with you. I got uh, my uh, son, he's only three. So like he's around a lot and then my wife does not fuck with horror. So it's one of those that yeah. it's like, I got to throw those on when there's time and it's like, so most of the time I'm, I just, uh, you know, don't, but uh, I do get on my kicks where I'll watch like a new one and stuff like, uh, not too long ago, I finally watched, I think it's called Angst or whatever, the one about the yeah, serial um, killer. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched that one like a couple months back. That was probably one of the new, more recent ones I watched. Some of my favorite, like, uh, I like the found footage ones, like uh, um, Be My Cat and then like My European Nightmare and stuff. If you've never seen those, those are pretty good to watch. They're not like as, okay, uh, cool. they're not as crazy as like the ones we were mentioning, but they're just uh, okay. definitely further out there than like your normal horror movie. You know what I mean? So Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's just so much of it out there and i like to find uh the, it's the older stuff that i think is kind of cooler 
Um, yeah. but it, yeah, no, it's, it's good stuff. Um, I feel like a lot of, a lot of the stuff that's super maybe artsy or maybe just trying to do more gets grouped in horror because it's disturbing and people don't really know what else to do with it. Yeah, um, I, I think agree. that's where I found I'm like, I don't think Lars von Trier really makes horror movies. Um, but I don't think people know where to put it. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think any Christ is really a horror movie. It's, it's disturbing and it, there's a lot to see there, but I don't think he's trying to scare you in that sense. You know, it's, uh, it, it is what it is. Um, Gaspar No, same sort of thing. Like Irreversible is not a horror movie, but it's a horrible movie. It yeah. makes you feel awful. And it's the point it should, et cetera. But I think people just get, they get kind of, they don't, they don't know what else to say about it. So they just go, oh, yeah, it's a horror movie. And, and I'll, you know, put Solo in there. So it's not a horror movie. Yeah. Um, it's a horrible movie. It's, it's about horrible things. And it's, you know, I, I, I like a lot of that, like, 70s French cinema anyways. Um, I think Pasolini is an incredible director, probably a terrible person, but, you know, he, as, as a lot of artists are, unfortunately. But again, I, the fact that it shows up in the same list with, like, I don't know, any, any of these other horror movies, I'm just like, guys, they're, you're just grasping at straws here. Yeah. Like, it'll throw on the same lynch as, like, High Tension, which, I mean, not, not that High Tension goes that far, far as, like, you know, getting gross and stuff, but it's just pretty much, like, like that movie plays out more like a slasher with, like, you know, well, I guess there's a part where he's, like, getting head from a decapitated head and then just throws it out the truck window or whatever, but uh, so it does go pretty far, but but I know what you mean. It's, like, that's definitely horror. It's where these films, it's almost just, like, they they have content that can only be handled by horror fans, so they immediately just say, oh, it's a horror movie, and it's, like, not necessarily, it's just you we watch this shit in normal you know all the well not all the time but you know we're more desensitized to it to where somebody that's just used to watching dark comedies by christopher guests or something like that you right. know what i mean can't really jump into the, like the horror world and yeah, yeah, yeah watch somebody get a block to the dick and fucking antichrist yeah straight up yeah I, I just i just don't think anybody that was like okay hellraiser was just that's my line and then you're like yeah well let's turn on you know again any any of the things we just mentioned like yeah they're not they're not putting those on next and, and if they did they'd be turning them off and that's totally cool um it just is what it is i think you know what what i've found with a lot of my friends that are really into the horror is like you're just always trying to push that envelope a little bit and that's entirely what the genre has done yeah um so it doesn't necessarily shock me um but there's there's got to be a line somewhere and that's where it gets sort of fuzzy and um i'm not at all the person standing up like we should never censor anything we should be able to do whatever we want at all times so i think there's a lot of um there's a lot to break down in those lists a buddy of mine, you know, came, we came up with this list. This list was out on, you know, some internet thing about, it was before the icebergs, but it was like, these are the 60 films. And we were like, all right, cool. Let's see how many. And we tried to get through the ones we hadn't seen before. Yeah. And there were just things in there where it's like, I wish, I wish I could understand what you were trying to achieve. Yeah. Cause there's some where I can see it and some I can't. And I don't, I don't believe anybody has put this much effort into, um, into things just for that sake of, of, um, like they might not have achieved it, but I don't. I don't think any any artist or self proclaimed artist puts that much of themselves into something just to say they did it. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe people are just like, let me see what I can get away with. But yeah, maybe no. I, I like to think not. No, I agree. That's uh, that's the thing about some of those films. It's like I'll watch them just to be like I watched them, but it's like there's no storytelling. So it's like to still be like, oh, I'm a filmmaker, and that's all I make. It's like, uh, are you a filmmaker, or do you just like replicate snuff like on the on the film? Right, straight up. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I agree 100%. Some of it's just not even like, like you said, it's almost like not a film. It's just watching like a video. Like, it, even though it's fake, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make it like, uh, like it doesn't make it a snuff film or nothing or, you know, whatever it is in the content. But it just, uh, it just, there's nothing behind it that makes, like, I'm with you. It's just like, what drove you to put all this effort to fake this just to put it on a video and right. ship it out to people? It's like, is it like that you just wanted to do it? So you're like, well, I might as well film right. it. Say you want to so. get away with it. Yeah. It's not like there's money in this. No, those are you the know, most even, even ones. some of the, the unearthed stuff, which, which sells. Yeah, you're exactly 100%. You know, unearthed will put it together some cool version of some of the things like flowers I had and like I bought flowers from them just so I wanted to see it. Yeah. I don't know if you know that one, but it's, it, mm. it's a very much a, a very loose narrative sort of thing about a serial killer and like what the after effects basically are and like his victims like ghosts are basically wandering the house and seeing what was left over. Yeah. Um, I think that's what happened. I, you know, it's a little. Uh, obscure maybe but like how many copies of that have you guys really sold maybe it's a ton maybe it's a couple thousand but i still again i don't think the director's kicking back in his in his mansion from that um i don't think that's what these types of filmmakers are looking to do yeah um so i don't know i, I maybe maybe that's what it is just a pursuit of trying to figure out what makes people tick maybe a little bit of look at the human condition and saying like why um why is this the thing you decided to tell this story um, yeah 
No, I agree 100. It's kind of like uh, almost kind of why having physical media is nice because then they have the commentary. Which I'm mean, not that I'm going to go out and buy all these this you know these films on physical media, but at least there's commentaries and this and that that can explain it. So you know if you go online looking for it, you might actually be able to find answers instead of just being like, oh, this dude's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and I and I, that's what I love, and that's why yeah. I can. That's why and that's why I pick apart the von Trier stuff because I've gotten to read about him. And again, horrible person, I think from. From what I'm reading, like oh, yeah. he's probably not the most upstanding dude wandering around on the planet, to say the least. But it's interesting to me to read to read about that and to read, you know, he's got defenders on defenders of his art on a lot of sides. You know, the Pasolini, the same exact sort of thing with Salo and, and the, you know, he and he did a bunch of movies before yeah. um, that nobody ever talks about that are like pretty, pretty intense and pretty awesome. You know, he did uh, Europa, I think is what it was called, that like they did Visitor Q is based on and like. The movie is wild and talks about, you know, both versions, like talk about all sorts of stuff with society and like relationships and power structures and sexuality. And we just we, we, we like to maybe look for things because they're hard to look at and just say, eh, it's just, you know, they're they're just trying to piss you off. They're just trying to make you mad. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I try I try not to be that person, maybe um, to just get there. And there, but there have been a couple where I've just gone, you know, like this is just not for me. Yeah. Um, I think you're just you're just trying to sell a couple DVDs and get your name out there and kind of let it be what it is. No, same here. It's almost like it becomes the two girls, one cup of fucking movies. Like at that point, it's like straight up, straight yeah. up, straight up. <laughs> just shock. But but now we mentioned a, a shit ton of movies, but uh, most of them are classic and stuff. You know, of course, we talked about Barbarian a little bit ago. But uh, do you have any like more recent favorites? And by recent, you know, I mean like fifteen to twenty years, because you know horror just keeps you know pouring out. So sure. So I'm terrible with with numbers here. So if I'm outside of your range, you'll have to you'll have to forgive me a little bit. Um, okay. There hasn't been a lot recently um, that's like really killing it for me, but like I saw talk to me this year. I thought that was fine. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The barbarian, like the year, the year of like giant naked um, older women, like smile, yeah. um, you know, they're fine. Um, I thought they were, I thought they had really good ideas that failed in the third act. So they put a giant naked woman to eat you at the end of it or something like that. Sorry, spoilers. I can't imagine there's a lot of people listening to this. that haven't seen those two movies. Yeah. Um, you know, that stuff was, it was, it was fine. Event Horizon's '90s, right? So I'm I'm well outside of your one, but that's that's the movie I feel like should be talked about more. That movie is absolutely insane. Oh yeah, um, that's '99, but I, I'm always down to talk about Event Horizon. The shit rules. Yeah, for sure. Um, Excision, I think is like oh, 2006, yeah. something like that. That's a movie that I like have no friends that have ever seen. Um, but really weird look at mental illness. I thought was really really cool. Yeah, you know I've I've enjoyed some of the Halloween, the more recent Halloweens for everyone else to make fun of me for that. I, do, I feel like I can look at those at this point and just say they're putting stuff out that's okay. Yeah. Um, I really love, we mentioned the Hellraiser one before, I really love that they went for it there and tried to do some of the storytelling. It's probably still top three or four of all the Hellraiser films, yeah. um, even though it wasn't great, just because I think you have to admit how bad some of those are, especially once you get to four and five. Is it four where they're in space and then they go back to like colonial times? Yeah, Bloodline, like, that's like the I, last, it, like, even watch, it's not good, but that's like the last watchable one, and then after that, it's like all scripts oh. that weren't even Hellraiser movies that were, like, made into Hellraiser scripts afterwards or whatever. Yeah, they're like, let's just throw a few Cenobites in there and, and, and you know, hope for the best. Um, thought the Elijah Wood Maniac was cool. Again, yeah. I know I'm all, I'm so bad on timing and names of things, so forgive me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm what, is it Where Evil Lurks, While Evil Lurks, that just came out? Oh, uh, when evil lurks. Yeah, when evil lurks. Sorry, um, I'm going to see that this afternoon with my buddy Rich. So that hopefully that'll like be the one for me. Dude, that's um, my movie. That's my movie time. of the year. Not to hype it up Is on it you. Awesome. Yeah, I just Don't saw last week. About, I know literally yeah, I nothing about it. I won't. I'll just I'm say that it's fan. my movie I'm of the year. I'm a big fan of walking into him with no clue. Yeah. So yeah, I right. like I said, I don't even know that I didn't even really know the name of it. Um, oh yeah. But we're gonna go do that today and see. I I love the idea of just having no clue what's going on. That's how talk to me was for me. I had no idea. Um, oh yeah. And again. Amazing start. Great idea. I think, I think this is true for so many things in life where somebody comes up with a really cool idea and like, all right, here's like, how cool would it be to have a scare like this or an opening like this? And then they have to build a movie around that. And that's where the failures yeah. happen. But at the same time, how many classic horror movies can you name where there's like one thing that is so you bring up the strangers, that one scene in the kitchen, which I, I know I haven't seen it, but I've seen that scene a dozen times. Yeah. And there's so many of those things that are so impactful. You know, the, the, the moment in um, funny games, yeah. you know, either version where like, and they sit and you wait for 11 minutes or whatever it is. And just basically silence while they're like processing it. And I think that's a great movie for a lot of other reasons, but 
Yeah. Um, there's so many movies that have that one thing. So maybe I'm just being silly to, to cross them off the list. And yet I can name that one theme from so many films. I don't know if there's a lot that's been recent, not to be like horror is falling off. I think there's been fantastic things. I'm just not coming up with them now. Yeah. No, hell yeah. No, and a couple that you mentioned are ones that I really enjoyed myself. Uh, Excision was one I uh, I had heard of and just never checked out. And so I had, and this was a couple of years ago, I had Larry Dwyer on the show. I don't know if you know him. He did, uh, used to play bass in Hatebreed and Death Threat like way back in the day. But now he does like Connecticut Horror Convention and um, uh, works awesome. for Horror News Network and stuff. But every now and then, uh, every now and then he'll still jump in and play like bass for Death Threat at a show and stuff like that. I think he played for him at the Tide Down up in Detroit that just happened or whatever. But um, but he. Uh, Dang, we should have hung out. That would have been dope. Right. He, no, he's a huge horror fan. Like he book, he's the one that like uh, books everybody and like uh, deals with all the celebrities. So he gets to hang out with all those guys that they book and stuff like this past time. They just had all the people from Terrifier and uh, they had somebody oh, legendary, cool. but I can't remember who. But uh, but he uh, recommended Excision. And uh, so I watched it on his recommendation. I love that movie. It was almost like a dark comedy slash horror where it's yeah. just you have uh, and the lead girl is excellent. And I feel like I wish i've seen her more killer. but which i might have and just not recognized her because she's kind of like yeah she's been in some other she's been in some other like television things i want to say she, she they definitely um made her look very well to match kind of her personality in that movie i think they played her up a little bit different yeah they tried um, to terrifier i would add to your list i didn't care as much for the second one but i thought the first one was just brutal oh yeah anything that's so unapologetic like that first one is and i didn't think all hollows eve really did it to the same level yeah um but gosh, the first terrifier is just brutal. Um, and there's definitely like more, maybe more memorable scenes in the second one. Um, but I think for whatever reason, the second one got a lot more press. I yeah. think if you were, I think there's probably a lot of people that have seen the second one that never saw the first one for whatever reason. And there's, there's a lot of that sort of stuff, which is kind of wild. Oh yeah. No, I uh, enjoy, but uh, I wouldn't say I enjoy the first one as much because just because it's like, I'm with you because it's like, it's brutal and it's like super mean, which is, uh, but that's much. kind of the, that's kind of the point, I guess of it, which, so I'm not hating on it, but I just enjoy the second one because of, it gives you like a final girl to root for and stuff. But I am with you by the time mm-hmm. that like final act comes around, uh, I, you really start to feel the length of that one and all that. And, yeah. um, uh, and the whole thing about the entire series is art, the clown. So, uh, it's definitely something where it's, uh, as with the first one, you get plenty of art, the clown being art and like, some of uh like the scenes that always get talked about are you know her, her, him getting sold in half but like one of my favorite scenes of the entire you know his whole thing is when he's uh dressing up like the woman and then like dancing towards her in the closet and stuff with the, the woman's oh, skin on that part yeah is, always fucking gets me but for sure but is that but but i think that's and you know it's and it's funny you probably shouldn't say it's funny but like it's meant to be kind of almost comic relief and and that's such a such an element of of a lot of the uh the big horror films, I think, you know, um, yeah. or at least a lot of the, a lot of like the American kind of, um, they always had that comedic break, which I think, I, I think that's almost a very Americanized kind of way of looking at horror. Like, I feel like you don't see that as much in like your Italian directors on you, like Argento back there. Like, I don't think he's got a lot of like comedic breaks in his films necessarily. Not on purpose. Uh, that's it's just different. <laughs> yeah. Well, for sure. He doesn't yeah. think so at least. Yeah. No, that's uh, I'm a huge Argento fan, but it's one of those that it's definitely uh, it's like you got to be in the mood for that type of stuff because, like you said, if you want something with any kind of humor, you definitely not find it in those, not on purpose, at least, you know. So, but yeah, he's a <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I had a big thing a couple years ago. Um, I wanted to watch like Giallo's, and I, I think I've had to own that, like, I'm just not a huge Giallo guy, yeah, like, I definitely watched you know the standard ones, but um, most of them won't even um, like register for me at this point as to what I watched, but. Um, I go through ticks. I try I try to watch like a horror movie every day in October, just as, like a, a thing. And this is the first year in like three or four years that I haven't done it. I was going on a trip and I knew I was going to fail. So I didn't even try the yeah. weird strategy. But but I, I like to go back and watch all those sorts of things. Like full, I'm a Fulci guy too, um, yeah. which is another like weird. There's a, a very mean, very um, weird and obscure, like the end of the beyond and yeah. You know, uh, my, my, again, my buddy Rich and I like love to talk about how much Bob is like the worst character in horror and like how that kid makes it out at the end of, of house by the cemetery is like one of my saddest moments in horror. Like why we didn't take care of that. But right. um, <laughs> you know, like, he's just the worst man. I have no love for Bob. I'm sorry. No, he's up there with a the kid from Cujo and the kid from the Babadook. He's so fucking annoying. Just like top three, but worst kids. Yeah, exactly. Family. Exactly. And I know he's going through some stuff. Like I wouldn't want to have to do that either, Bob. I can only imagine what it's like to get, you know, trapped in a basement by, you know, mom slash babysitter slash other lady slash 
Every, nobody figures it out. It's like, yeah, just let him go down there. It'll be fine. Like, yeah. Which I think the worst part is that they dubbed him over with like a woman pretending to be a child. So it's just so annoying because she doesn't sound yeah, like an sure. authentic kid. She's like, I'm yeah the whole all the all the dub stuff is so funny with those guys um i don't feel like it's ever to the benefit but it does add it does add to them i don't want to say like the mystique but like the the silliness of it all yeah um i was trying to watch new york ripper with my wife the other night where like she was falling asleep and could she fall asleep fast enough um talking about like weird overdubs and stuff all the duck stuff is so weird like You've got this otherwise pretty brutal movie. It's a really horny movie, which I also forgot about completely, having not watched it in a couple of years. And I'm watching it in front of her. I'm like, I swear I didn't realize this. Um, I just didn't remember that. I just remember the freaking duck voice the whole time. Yeah. Like I would have loved to have been sitting in that like production meeting. Like, so here's what we'll do, right? Like, let's have this guy quack like a duck the whole time. That'll be everyone will think that's hilarious. And everyone's like, Yeah, that sounds great. We'll do that. That'll be I, I don't understand that at all, but you know, <laughs> that's okay. And they're like, oh, it's they still got my money on the copy. So, yeah, <laughs> no, that's uh, my thing is I want to know who could do that, like make those sounds seriously in the production, you know, like while doing it, exactly. production and stuff, <laughs> dumbing them in, but but not hell yeah, I love Fulci as well. I'm uh, but that's one I feel like Fulci a little bit differently than Argento. You can watch for those like crazy effects, you know, like in City of the Living Dead, where the girl just like spits the fucking her guts yeah. out and like the eye scene, and I believe, yeah. Well, and then, and then anything with insects, obviously a big insect guy. And like, I, I like tarantulas a lot. I keep tarantulas. Um, oh, yeah. So like, there's a, there's a little element of like, cool spiders and, and you know, kind of any arthropods there are going to get me kind of cool to see. I don't know what that says either, but um, I like all that stuff. So that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Now I'm a big uh, fingernail person and we've been watching the demons yeah. films because we went to like the splatter flicks thing this past weekend where they were showing like Dude. movies and theaters and stuff. Yeah. And those transformation yeah. scenes when the fingers are growing out of the fingernails. Dude, we watched The Fly insane. and Demons too, so we had two fingernail scenes. I was like, God damn! I was gonna it. say it's about as good as it gets. Yeah. Fingernails and eyes, man, you cannot believe those. Yeah, and the even flow, the teeth in which, the transformation and the uh, demons when it's like the teeth coming out of the teeth and like ah, fuck. Underrated flick. Yeah, I feel like Demons does not get the credit it deserves, and the second one's cool too. Yeah, um, that's the one we saw in the theater. Kind of, demons too. Yeah, they captured they captured the feel like, eh, you know, we'll put it in a it's like a hotel, right? Or like a hostel or something. Yeah. Yeah, let's apartment. do it there. Cool. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, awesome. Oh yeah. No, those are super fun films. And the practical effects in those are probably the best, which I mean, those are Baba films, but Argento's like producing them and stuff. But those are like the uh to me, those are the uh when it comes to like that like Italian wave, I feel like everybody else just did like giallo while Fulci was doing these crazy special effects but the two demons films are like the only two films that really match his effects like as far as i'm concerned like in the other group of films you know stuff there's probably some films i've missed of course but uh, most of them are Absolutely, just blood yeah. slicing throats or you know this and that so but, here for it but so uh at the back end of the show i like to ask a few hypothetical questions and then like one question to end it all and it's just two hypothetical questions but uh they mix cool. the music and movies and one of them is this, somebody approached you and wanted to do a music video for one of your bands and they wanted it to be uh one of your favorite horror films just made into a music video like short style with uh you and the guys in the band uh, what film would you choose and how would you do it you know featuring you and man um so I, I don't know, like just with the kind of bands that I'm playing in, if there's like a really good correlation to horror, um, yeah. we do try to, you know, we, 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 I mean, the one I'm in is a straight edge band straight up. And the other one is, is, uh, and we talk a lot about that. We talk about, there's some political stuff in there too, that Tyler feels really strongly about. I think if inclination was doing a video in the vibe, if we did a video with they live Hell yeah, and like trying to recreate that, I think you could actually make, you know, kind of some of the, some of the capitalism, um, messaging in there would kind of correlate with some of the things we've talked about and, you know, some of the things that we've, we've kind of agreed upon and feel strongly about, I think that would be a really cool. And it's just such an underrated flick too. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some great moments that people talk about all the time, but I think that's a really, really cool one. Okay. Um, and you can just take yeah, the concepts awesome. from it and yeah, put it in a music video. Oh my gosh. It would be so easy to do and would, would track with at least the people that recognize it. I think people would be really stoked on that. Yeah, no doubt. Like, uh, pretty much as soon as he put the glasses on and you started seeing shit, people would Dude. lose their shit that were fans. So. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I'm sure we could make it super corny too. I don't know that we would want to, but you could, and it'd be pretty funny. Right? Just do like a horrible Roddy Piper wig and just <laughs> mm, best way to do it for sure. Yeah, hell yeah. And uh, are you gonna uh, after the song, like in the middle of the song, have an eight minute fight scene, and then the song come back to the delivery? <laughs> Reference some bubble gum, um, get some cool sunglasses, like you know, and this is what else do you need, really? Yeah. 
it's called a fight scene, but they kind of just punch each other in the nuts for eight minutes. <laughs> but, and I'm here for that. I, you know, yeah. I've, I've not skipped that scene a single time watching that movie. So I don't know what that says about it. Right. It tracks for me at least. I almost get uh, more excited for that scene. I'm like, let me hit the bathroom. The fight scene's coming up. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, we did a watch along one time on a fa- like a fa- Facebook group a couple years back. And um, it was during COVID. So like, you know, there was a bunch of like watch alongs all the time and stuff. So yeah, uh, absolutely. And we uh, we were watching They Live and literally we were all like counting down. We were like, let's see how long it actually is. <laughs> it was like eight minutes oh, and geez. some seconds or whatever. <laughs> but it was well. Yeah. But no. it's a great party watch. Um, yeah. I like those kind of films where like you don't have to be too clued into it. Um, you can still follow, and if you miss something, it's not going to be a big deal. I don't mind those at all. Yeah, the hell yeah, definitely one for sure. But I then my uh, second hypothetical question is: Would you ever want to score a horror movie? And of course, if uh, given the opportunity, what kind of subgenre would you want to do? Would you prefer zombies, slasher, uh, aliens, or anything like that? Oh man, I would love to. Um, I would love to be talented enough to do that sort of stuff. But I have, I have like a, a pretty big love of like weird atmospheric music um i was big i'm still into like the big like the post metal um loud anxious uh anxiety inducing like amp bands um you know isis and and neurosis and kind of bands like that there's a lot of smaller bands i really really got into that did that thing for a while um band from florida called ether or ether coven um buddy of mine sang and played guitar and another couple guys that i know from that band did some incredible work over the last couple years um, with that, had to stop, unfortunately, recently passing away. But I would love to do that sort of music for, yeah. a, for a horror film. And I think where that fits, um, and it's funny that Peter and I actually have had this conversation at one point in time about how um, these bands write music that sounds like the end of the world. So I think to do like the big atmospheric, down-tuned, slow, sludgy metal um, over, you know, like a horror version of The Road. Um, would just be and like I love the road Cormac McCarthy's book and like there's a movie version of it that's actually not bad yeah um, I would love to do like a horror version of that maybe not and I would think of it maybe not like turning it into like zombies pop out and eat everyone in the world ending just like nope you know something has happened that made the world desolate um, we're all just wandering around waiting to die we know the inevitability of it all and just having this booming score behind it I think would just be incredible something like that would be awesome oh yeah no that'd be uh that's definitely uh, a good choice for sure and i know that's the one i think it's got liam neeson in it if i'm not mistaken or is it vigo morton is it him vigo morton oh, you might be right I'm, I'm so bad with names of things it's terrible i get made fun of regularly but whoever the guy is that's in it, i think does a pretty good job what's funny is that's actually the last so you know like you used to get the red uh things in the mail from netflix like when they first started that's like mm-hmm. the last one that i got on an old account and like then I close the account or whatever. So like I have the movie somewhere around here in one of those red envelopes. <laughs> and it's just yeah, everybody so. everybody's got the one that they kept and we're like, this is the one I'm gonna keep because and I'll just tell them I lost it or something like that. And they kind of let you get away with it. Yeah. Uh, we kept Red Riding Hood. Oh yeah. I think oh no, I think it's uh Amanda Seafried in that one. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't watched it since. I can tell you that much. For some reason we kept that. Like yeah. they sent me a copy of a, a legit copy of Begotten. I sent that one right back to them, but they let me keep Red Riding Hood. Yeah, you're probably thinking of because uh, she dresses Anna Paquin dresses as Red Riding Hood in uh, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat, yeah. which I literally watched with my wife last night because we watched that one every October, and that's exactly what I'm thinking of. You're dead on for sure. Okay. Now I have Sam over there right out of frame. I need to put him in frame, but just so hard to find space. <laughs> Dude, your collection's awesome. I love the the Halloween Three Mask. That is such an underrated movie. And that little blue poster actually is from the New Beverly, the Tarantino Theater. Uh, I had Charlie from Goldfinger on the show, and he sh- sent. Uh, we talked about Tarantino, and he sent me that poster over in like a Goldfinger shirt and shit. I was like, "Oh damn, I didn't." Oh, that's so cool. This. But, uh, but because I'm a huge Tarantino fan as well, kind of like what we we're talking about earlier, how like the content like fits for horror fans. You know what I mean? So, so like the gore and those are perfect, but. Uh, pretty much my last uh, question I'd like to ask all my guests is, you know, do you have a horror story of your own? And it could just be something that was uh, scary as shit that happened in your personal life. Or if you believe in the paranormal and have that type of story, you're more than welcome to share that as well. Oh, man. Um, I would love to know what people think I would gonna I would pull out here. Um, <laughs> nothing like I, I had a pretty traumatic injury accident when I was like 18, but it was pretty but it was pretty plain. Honestly, it could have been really bad, um, yeah. but it lucked out. OK, I really wanted to do the paranormal thing. Um, I'm not I'm not super religious. I don't believe a whole lot in afterlife and that sort of stuff. So I don't necessarily buy into the ghost thing. But so I'm a teacher and at our the end of our year last year, um, one of the things our school did was we had like a, an extra like an, a, we call it a May term. Um, so the end of the year, we went out in these little groups. And the year before I had done film study with kids. It was incredible. 
Um, and just the way things shook out, I had to do something different. So last year we did um, a ghost hunting mayor, me and another teacher. And one of the places we went was Waverly Manor, which um, oh. Waverly was like a TV hospital here in Louisville. Pretty well known. Um, it's enormous. It's like four or five floors. Um, it's, you know, I think everyone alleges to be one of the most haunted places in the United States, but this one certainly has said that many times. Yeah. Um, so I was there with like 20, you know, high school students and a couple other teachers and we stayed the night. So we were just up all night wandering around this, you know, haunted um, hospital, TV hospital where they had ended up having, I think, mental patients at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's mistreatment and all sorts of stuff. And we're like going to the, the, um, the OR and like laying on the old tables. And there was, there was such, there was such a fun moment where a couple of the um, guides were like having a stare down this hallway. Um, and it's pitch black. There's not a light in the, there's no electricity in the majority of the building um, that's working. So like, there's no lights. You're just walking through the dark. Yeah. And they're like, all right, we're going to stand. We stood there for 10 minutes. Let your eyes adjust. And it's like, all right, man, look down the hallway and just let your eyes go out of focus, which kind of an interesting way of seeing anything anyways, but sure. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to try this. And we stared down this hallway for 10, 15, 20 minutes. And out of nowhere, he was like, don't tell me you all just saw that. Just tell me you saw that guy. He just walked right across, about six feet tall. He did this. And we're all like, yeah, man, I really, w- I'm really giving it my all to try to do this. And I, I was unable to see anything. And most of our kids didn't, didn't really come up with anything. Yeah. Um, I was, I, I was, I told myself I would not be, um, my pessimistic kind of self with all that sort of stuff and really give it a good run, but it was fun. So I didn't, I don't, I don't know that I had anything super big happen there um, yeah. or anything that's been, been too, too crazy, but I, I really wanted to, I thought it would have been really neat to get to see something um, and be like, okay, that, that opens some doors. Um, right. I think the human mind is wild. And we, we think about how many chemicals are running around in our brains that we don't understand and yeah. um, how our body dumps endorphins when we get scared and, and dumps all sorts of you know, chemicals to try to make us stay alive. And, I think we just scare the daylights out of ourselves all the time. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. Uh, I'm with you. I'm kind of, I'm very skeptical. So I like, I want to see something, but I just never have. And uh, it's one of those things that uh, uh, like somebody mentioned on the show, like, I think it's been a couple months now, but they mentioned that, uh, uh, how way back in the day, you know, that so many houses would not have carbon monoxide radars. So like people would be literally hallucinating and not even realize it and think that they see ghosts and, you know, this and that. And then like you said, like that guy tried to kind of like put it in y'all's head. It's like, it, it kind of makes you think, like you said, it's like, you're almost so scared that you just see what you want to see. Sometimes it's like, mm-hmm. uh, so it's real hard to like buy into it until you finally do see something yourself. Like for, for real, sure. It was, you know? I will say though, I mean, just, you're going, you're an incredibly creepy place. You're going in different areas of this hospital where again, they're, processing bodies we walk down like a quarter mile body chute gotcha. and you're at the bottom of this you know you're underground a couple hundred feet you know just down there it is more pitch black than you've ever experienced in your life and you're like yep they threw little thousands of bodies down this thing yeah uh, it's creepy to say the least so that was really really cool yeah um, and i would absolutely do, do that again but was there anything there i don't know if there's going to be anything anywhere it's probably a pretty good place to find it though right uh, the places with the most death is definitely going to have the most opportunity for hauntings. You'd hope, at least. Oh, you'd Seems expect reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Seems reasonable, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Well, I appreciate you for coming on the show, man. It was a blast chatting with you. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Good times. Uh, keep Keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome stuff. And as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as I'll be joined by both John and Zelda Adams of the Adams Family Films. They're responsible for the films Hellbender, The Deeper You Dig, and the brand new Where the Devil Rooms as well as a bunch more, which I highly recommend checking them all out. So thank you guys again so much for listening. Make sure you go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and X for all updates on the podcast. If you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, the link is in the description. Also, just sharing it around and rating it is highly appreciated. Thank you guys again for listening, and stay safe.